Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Mountain Coast Podcast. I'm your host Ross and on my right we have Colin. Hello there. And on my left we have Adam. How have you decided that? That's arbitrary surely. No, on my Skype screen, you're on the left, Colin's on the right. Okay, I hate that. <laughs> welcome gentlemen, how are you? Had a nice week? It's been alright. Yeah. I've had a good week, I've, I've, been in, uh, I've been in Yorkshire. Yes, you have. Yeah, went, went to see the horse races, very nice. Any winners? I... Just did a little bit better than break even, but I was looking quite bad at one point. <laughs> That's what a day at the races is all about. Everyone seen you both done your ice bucket challenges this week. I've done mine as well. Yeah, thanks for that, mate. Hey, no worries. <laughs> uh, Colin, yours is on YouTube. For people that haven't seen it, just check out our um, man on the post on YouTube. Yeah, just go just to go man on the post in the YouTube search, and, and you'll find me. Yeah, um, find us. It's surprisingly colder than you think. <laughs> Plus you're in Yorkshire as well, that adds minus 10 to everything as well. Plus what I think was a little bit of a silly idea is that I just I didn't want to be in a situation where the recording had to happen twice. Mm. So I had a few practice runs of what I was going to say, um, and also that the person was recording it correctly. Yeah. By which point, all of the ice cubes have been popped in, have been nicely melted. <laughs> so, it's ni- so it's nicely chilled the water, I didn't really think of that. <laughs> I should have just gone for it straight away. Um, yeah, you were wearing one of those wipe clean uh, lead shirts though from a few seasons back, so you didn't get soaked through, thankfully. No, no, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> that doesn't sound like an accident. <laughs> yeah, I did it in his work uh, clothes, I assume. That, didn't no, no, I didn't. What's better than that? I can you not see? I don't know if you can see it from the whole video. I'm doing it in my work shirt yeah. because I've already worn it that day why waste it yeah. why put on another shirt just to get it wet <laughs> and then I'm wearing swimming trunks and flip flops <laughs> which is funny enough what I wore to work that day so yes you're right <laughs> you're quite easily spotable around London <laughs> <laughs> alright let's talk some football shall we um, we normally start with the early game on Saturday but let's start with the late game on Saturday Everton 3 Chelsea 6 what the hell happened in this game defending fairly non-existent my heart hurts. Oh, it, 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 you, get, you got so close to getting back in it three times and then just mistakes. I got two big bugbears from the Premier League this week. Number one, Samuel Ito's number. Five, yeah, I'm against this. What's that about? Wrong. You've got Kone at two and Eto at five as two strikers. Yeah. Wrong. The sh- No, is Kone, is Kone two? Because Tony Hibbert. Oh, okay. He used to be. T- you're thinking about what used to be at Wigan. Yes, I am. Let's have a but quick still. Check for the Everton squad. But yeah, and your second bugbear. Ah, uh, we'll come to that in another, when we get to that game. All oh, right, okay. Um, I-, I like to keep the suspense. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, well I don't really it was a, such a good game, wasn't it? It actually was. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if anything, too many goals. 
From a neutral <laughs> point of view. <laughs> yeah. From an, Everton, from, are, from an Everton point of view, there was four too many goals at least. <laughs> but maybe from a neutral, maybe there was just one or two too many. <laughs> it's like, great, 30 seconds in and then two minutes, 2-0 down. What what did you make to Diego Costa's overall performance? He was, he, was trying, he was getting wound up, wasn't he, by Coleman? Yeah, that was brilliant. When he was <laughs> After he'd already been booked, I think it was, and you could just see, they just had that that close-up of the two of them and Coleman mm. just nudging him right in the back <laughs> with his elbow. Knew what he was doing. Not an accident. Yeah, I'm not sure, because um, Gary Neville said that's excellent, that's excellent to see and Coleman should carry on doing that. I mean, we all know that, but it's not really what you should be telling kids, is it? Like, yeah, come on. Do the right thing. <laughs> Fair enough. It's Diego Costa. I've, I've had enough of this English f- fair play now. <laughs> we need to cheat like everyone else. Let's win something. <laughs> well, it's Chelsea's first real test of the season, I think. And uh, they passed it with flying colours. But Everton, on the other hand, they, they look really good going forward as well. It's just, I'm not sure what happened at the back. No, there was a couple of, um, a couple of individual errors from from Distan, Jackie Alka, McCarthy. And and, and Besic as well, with an amazing first touch in English football. Ah, yes. I think you could also look at it and think that there was two two goals. There was um, the the Seamus Common own goal Mm. and the one for Matic's goal, which I think gets deflected off. Is it perhaps Distan? Yeah, I think it just clips his top top of his foot, doesn't it? And you've got two goals, both of them deflections, that both hit the post and mm. went in. That's the sort of the margins yeah. of of how different it could have been. And Ivanovic was offside. Yeah, well, there was... yeah, but, <laughs> Questionable. Well, no, it's not that it's questionable. It's kind of sort of that Tim Howard probably should have been sent off. Yeah, that was a glaring error by the officials. Yeah. Clearly outside his box, although Redknapp did say that should have been a red card and a penalty. I'm not really sure how that works. Who said that? Uh, Redknapp, I think, on the um, half-time coverage. Oh, well, he's a fucking genius, isn't he? Yeah, should have been a penalty for a handball outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> rules is rules. <laughs> Colin, did you see this game? What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Tim Howard was a little bit naughty. <laughs> yes. That's I mean, one way of putting it. Not, well, not not just for the uh, handling outside, but also handling the altercation. I don't know. I can see it from but both did, sides. Did you see what happened there? Um, Diego Costa clearly, and part of me thinks, uh, but uh, I, I'm not. I'm not making a defence for Tim Howe because Diego Costa's completely in his rights. If if um, Seamus Coleman wants to give it to him and be mm. elbowing him in the back and stuff. Then if you're going to go and score an own goal, you you got to take it, haven't you? Yeah, I think Howard's unaware of the kind of what's been going on between them for a fair portion of the game, and he's just seen Costa just mouthing off at Coleman after scoring an own goal. That's what I took from it, anyway. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Or he was maybe trying to get him another card. Mm. Get, trying to get him to swing for him. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. I could see it both ways. I th- at first, I thought it was unprofessional by Costa. And then I thought, actually, if that was a Leeds player doing that to a Manchester United player, <laughs> I'd be quite happy with that, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. But then I'd be quite happy with Tim Howard's response as well. Because he's just looking after his own guys. He, mm. Until he stuck his face in Dasper Laqueta. Yeah, that, I thought that's an instant red card. Referees see big players do that and think, right, that's it, he's off. 
because that's the football headbutt, isn't it? Aspel Aquatica did him a favour there. Yeah, if you yeah, if he'd gone down, that's it. He's gone. Uh, you always wonder whether that was because it was Aspel Aquatica couldn't go down because he was so close to the referee because mm. it was literally happening in front of him. Yeah, he would have got the ref- diving. The referee couldn't. Yeah, but the ref- the referee's going to think see that and think, like, come on, nothing's happened there. Yeah, you're just taking the piss, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. But some some of the goals in this game and some of the chances that weren't goals. The uh, the one that would have been amazing was uh, Morales, that kind of jumping. The, the one with the where um, uh, Martin Tyler got 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 there before everyone else did. Yeah. He did the whole big sort of Morales. <laughs> yeah. And Courtois tips onto the post. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a superb goal. Another another goal from Stephen Naismith. This man's on fire this season. If he had, if that had gone in. That had been in an advert because of the commentary. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it was set up. And a lovely goal from Samuelito as well. Really well-placed header. Oh, from a long way out as well. Yeah, like near the edge of the 18-yard box. Not bad. He was probably he was probably about, what, 12, 15 yards out? Yeah, not a renowned header of the ball. And it was just so clever, the way that they just, like, all the players went to run in and he just checked his run and then took mm. a step back. Yeah. Just ended up with so much space. What what do you make to the Eto signing? He's on fairly big money, as reported about seventy grand a week. But I was talking to um, Mark from uh, Man of the Post Extra about this on Twitter, and yeah. initially I was upset. Um, upset's a bit harsh. I thought that it was sort of. Uh, it goes I against everything bit, Everton do, really. Just a, a bit washed up, perhaps. Mm. Paying, and we're going to end up paying too much for for not a lot. It sort of goes a lot. Of, goes completely with the what Jürgen Klingsman said at the World Cup about Donovan why pay for what you've already got yeah but then as as Mark pointed out to me which was a completely fair point was that was exactly how I felt about um, about Gareth Barry before the start of last season yeah he's been outstanding hasn't he so and I turned into a convert there so hmm one thing for me that stood out, and I don't know if you picked up on this, Adam, is and this is something that is becoming a real bugbear of mine, and it's it's idiots on Twitter trying to pass themselves off as professionals. <laughs> and this was a, there was a tweet from a guy. Jamie Carragher? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it was a tweet from a guy who was passing himself off as a freelance journalist. Yeah. He had quite a few followers, to be fair. And he claimed that an Everton fan had stabbed a Chelsea fan after the match <sighs> imagine the furore and the conversation that started mm. now fortunately a number of Everton fans got onto it and basically said look we all you know we know you spout bullshit but why would you even say that you know obviously his, his, um, I think his, his tweet got retweeted like over a thousand times mm. um, before people realised it and then it disappeared you know <laughs> but it's just one of my real bugbears that idiots put this sort of stuff out that is the one problem with Twitter, isn't it? Or one of the few problems with Twitter is you can say whatever you want and if people just read it, just delete it and say it never happened. I don't know. Let's move on to yeah. um, let's move on to Burnley Man United. Nil nil. Burnley's first ever nil nil in the Premier League in forty one games apparently. That's a stat on the BBC, thanks for that. Uh Angel Di Maria played seventy minutes in his debut. Uh Van Hal still Man, Man United were abject. They were <laughs> absolutely abject, but I'm starting to feel well. I, I already was. I feel quite sorry for for Lou Van Gaal. Mm. You've got as as I put on our 
on our Twitter account, Manchester United have accidentally signed someone without realising he doesn't have a work permit. Yeah. Now he's stuck in their squad for ages. We've all done that, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Deadline day, desperately need a player. Get to, get to the next game. Why is he not available? No yeah. work permit. Quick, get uh, me a Belgian feeder team, quick. <laughs> um, <coughs> and then, I just think that he's kind of... he's. He's at the moment. He's stuck for options. I think he'd quite. I, I I still think he'd like to play the, the free at the back. But I think he'd like to have, the option to be able to switch that to, to to um, a free uh, a four three three in the game if he feels it suits. But at the moment, while he's having to play Valencia and Ashley Young as his full as his wing backs, as opposed to I assume, he wants to probably play Raphael and Luke Shaw. Yeah, I just yeah, they're probably the standout fullbacks, aren't they? Would be my thinking. They'd be, be Raphael strikes me as being a very good wing, being able to play as a very good wing back as well, mm. because he was he was obviously always a very attacking fullback. So, and I think with that, he he would have that option. He'd then, especially if he's playing um, either Daily Brilliant, who they're about to sign, or I, I think there's a chance he could end up. We could see him playing Michael Carrick as one of those three centre halves. Yeah, he's done it before, isn't he? He played against exactly. uh, he played against Leeds in the League Cup as centre half and did a really good so job. He can, he can play there as one who can step out mm. and bring the ball out of midfield, and then he would have that that tac- that tactical flexibility. But he just doesn't have it at the moment. No. So when he was playing in the game against Burnley, that just they were so congested in the middle of the pitch, mm. but. What, and it was just crying out for a, game, a, a situation to be able to ha- play for um, a back four, have your wing backs push on and try and spread the game across the pitch. Yeah. And to, 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 to try to spread the pitch and make the pitch as big as possible. But he just doesn't have the personnel to do that. No. But I mean, he does. They're just injured. Yeah, they're just unavailable to him at the minute. Yeah. Um, Colin, what do you make to Burnley? Plucky. Still can't defend though, can they, Colin? <laughs> just because they can't, just because Man United didn't score against them, doesn't mean they can defend. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about Burnley. Really, they're 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 okay. I, I think they'll pick up points, but I don't think they'll pick up enough, and I think they'll get relegated. But you've got to take some sort of pride out of holding Manchester United to a draw. Yeah, well, that, that was completely as as um. Ross said at the beginning in our preview-ish first week review podcast mm. that um, Burnley are playing for, for for games like this. Yeah, they just want to have their couple of moments, and they want to win as many. They just want what what they'll try and stay up. They won't, but they're yeah, happy the to not, they're happy to not stay up, and they're happy to have a couple of a couple of. Uh, scalps and have some fun along the way yeah go down bank some money and come back stronger in maybe a year's time it's and, and they got over 21,000 in attendance yeah massive for them massive for Burnley yeah they yeah, a decent result for them not not great for Man United just leaves them still uh, without a win this season two points in three games but I, I think the international breaks come at a great time for, for Louis van Gaal yes so it gives him that little bit of respite to sort this out this is this is rapidly turned into a mess well it gives him a little bit of time to to work with whatever whatever other players come in between yeah this podcast between, will be out between, before the window shuts yeah so do, how many more do we think we'll see coming in 
Is, it, are we, is Daily Blunt done? I'm assuming so, yeah. 13.8 million, apparently. But is it, like, a confirmed? If, if we... I think that there's a chance... Not including that, I think we can still see one more. Yeah. Some defensively, I think. They're still going I wouldn't be surprised if we... I wouldn't be completely surprised if we didn't, but I think we could. Kagawa has gone. Yes. It's a shame. He has never really got a chance, did he, to do what he no, could do? No, but then... He just maybe he just wasn't. This isn't a criticism of him. Maybe he just isn't a Premier League player. Mm. More so. I don't mean that from. I don't mean that from a standard point of view. No. No, just more suited to a different style of league play. Premier League really fast and quite aggressive. Well, it just there's not very many players of that sort of technical playmaker position who actually come and succeed in the Premier League. This isn't a, the Premier League isn't really a league of number tens. No, Arsenal are trying to make it one by signing them all, but they're struggling as well with their results. Well, if you look even the, even probably the the most clear cut one at the moment in the Premier League, David Silva doesn't play as a number ten. No, it's Eden Hazard plays out on the wing. But he's just literally number ten. Like you're, you've <laughs> taken this too seriously. Yeah. I think he is a number ten player, but they're they're having to play him out wide because of how many other players they've got. But yeah, well, yeah. I suppose there. I suppose the next nearest ones at the moment in the Premier League, Christian Eriksen. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. That guy is just in the hole behind the front man that wants the play to come through him. But if you think, I think in terms of it was always shown with England as well think, that the the biggest loser from that was Joe Cole. Yeah, <laughs> such a wasted talent. That's where he would where he'd have played, but he ended up playing in England. He had to play out wide. Yeah. That would do him. Just go stick him on the wing. Just one final thing from me is that if you look at it in the flip side of a potential nine points, Manchester United have lost seven of them. They've only got two points, and they mm. got beat. They got thrashed by MK Dons. Not just beat in a cup competition. They should have easily glided through. And and the three teams that they've played so far are Swansea, who the, who who they lost to, Sunderland, they drew with. And Burnley, that should be nine points. You're not going to get many easier games than those three. Yeah, Possibly Swansea. Swansea could be a surprise package this year. Leicester have got but, two points, and they've played what Chelsea, Arsenal, and Everton. If it stays like this for much longer, there's a potential for a real embarrassing scoreline if they play a Chelsea or a Man City. I, I don't know when that's coming in their running, um, but I think they need to get something sorted out soon. Yeah. Uh, well, they've got a fairly easy run for a couple of weeks. They've got QPR, then Leicester, then West Ham. Uh, they face Everton on the 5th of October. And that's their first real big test, I'd say, really. So that's here's three a, more winnable games. If they don't get nine points. Here's a stat for you as well that I took from uh, Robbie Savage. Um, oh. So so trust it as much as you want. Fact check this. Um, of the current, man- the current squads... Manchester United have spent more than Manchester City. <laughs> Fair enough. They have a lot of big money players. Um... At first, it didn't sound right to me, but then obviously you throw in the Angel Di Maria money. So Di Maria is 60, Mata 30, Rooney 30, Van Persie 25, Young. Wasn't Mata, wasn't Mata approaching 40? Yeah, close to that. What was Young? Around 20? Yeah, Valencia wasn't cheap either. But he, he was absolutely. He, uh, I saw <laughs> your tweet about this. 
he could not cross the ball. No, for a winger, that's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> He's just really quick. Yeah, then you say he just he just smashes it across the box. Just smashes it across goal. Yeah. It's like he's shooting, <laughs> but aiming for the other corner flag. <laughs> Someone get on this. I mean, he's really good at it. He probably hits that corner flag every time. <laughs> All right, let's move on then to uh, Newcastle 3, Crystal Palace 3. Crystal Palace have appointed Neil Warnock as a new manager, which I'm sure was uh, much to Jason Punchin's delight. Uh, <laughs> <he's>... Awkward. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. But Punchin got a goal. Uh, it was a pretty decent goal as well. Uh, they've re-signed... They're supposed to have... Apparently they had clear the air talks, didn't they? Oh, really? But I wouldn't... Would you be surprised... I wouldn't be surprised if Punchin was to move... Yeah. The, t- tomorrow. Mm, yeah, that's not a bad shout, actually. Uh, they've re-signed Wolf Zaha from Man United. He's got his goal in his debut after having about 19 attempts but looking at the match of the day. He was desperate to get a goal. I'm not... Like, he's, he's just not a Manchester United player. No. And not because he's not not because he's not good enough. He doesn't want it enough. Yeah, I think it was Phil Neville I heard in the week that said he's just not the attitude isn't the same as what it is to be a Man United player. Well, no, I heard a story about um, how I think it was in preseason that Louis Van Gaal had um, told the squad that a Saturday, I think it was a Saturday, hmm. was um, that he like he'd be there. It was there was a, there would be a training session, but it was optional. It was a day off. Right. If you didn't, so you didn't have to come in. But obviously, the message being that you know what the situation we're in, this isn't recent either. We're talking like four, five, six, maybe six weeks ago. Yeah. Obviously, read between the lines. Yeah. How many Man United players didn't go? <laughs> I'm guessing one. Just one. <laughs> Just one. Shows the arrogance of young British football. Tells you, tells you all you need to know, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um. Newcastle fans are particularly unhappy. Um, I saw quite a lot on Twitter yesterday. They normally are, to be fair to them, but they want Pardew out even more now. Um, 95th minute equaliser from Zaha, fair enough, but they, they play quite well and I think they've got a real star in this. Um, is it Rolando Ahrens? Were they actually did. asking for Pardew out? Yeah, I saw quite a few on Twitter last night, yeah. Oh, God. I don't know what they expect. That's that's the level of their manager, I think. They can't... Well, it can't be a trophy. They haven't got one yet. Why would they expect one now? <laughs> I thought they played quite well. I thought I thought Pardew's done some. He's made some good moves this summer. Got some good players in there. I don't know where else they expect to go from here. But Alan Pardew don't get no respect. No, he done. Maybe that's because he headbutts people. But ah, true. Still, I don't want to defend Pardew because he's a despisable man. But I don't know. Colin, what do you make to this game? Three three. Exciting. Alan Pardew's been sitting down there now. Um... <laughs> As you said, I'll be sitting down from now on. Um, I, I don't have an issue with handcuffed, that. Handcuffed to the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have an issue with Alan Pardew because uh, I think he does what he does well. Um, I think they've had a, quite a big around of players and most of the players that have come in and gone have gone for more than they actually brought them in for. Mm. Um, and wherever they're getting their players from, they seem to be picking up good players, or quite a lot of good players for reasonable value. Yeah. Um, and I think... They've, They've had a lot of new players, and so it's going to take time for it all to work out. And I think Newcastle will be fine. I think they could do quite well this year. You can, I think Newcastle should have won, but that sort of. I think in, in, in Cabela and Cindy Diong, they've probably got a couple of players. Mm. Yes. Just, just give them a bit of time. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of players that have to gel together. It's madness to sack a manager after three games in a season, but we'll come on to Leeds in a bit. Um, 
where else <laughs> let's uh... I was just going to say Ross a new manager has a certain amount of luck yeah and Neil Warnock has used it all in that game <laughs> so now he's shit out of luck <laughs> <laughs> so expect Palace to return to their previous form from now on <laughs> the honeymoon period is over yeah well it's really over after one game uh, Man City suffered a fairly shock result at the hands of Stoke lost 1-0 at the Etihad um, cracking goal from uh, Juif Ran about 80 yards, I think it was. And an excellent finish. I think it was uh, Fernandinho who just knocked the ball around and just absolutely roasted him for pace. But um, this is the type of games that's going to cost City winning the title, isn't it? Yeah, they're the, they're the type of games that you can't see if Mourinho's Chelsea losing. No. They would, Chelsea, Chelsea would have won this 2-0 comfortable. They'd have been 2 0 up at half time, and after about 55 minutes, um, John Obi McHale would have come on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not going out of third gear, comfortable win. And then you'd have known it was over. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, City. Uh, what did we think to the, um, the Yaya Toure penalty appeal dive? He was going over. Yeah. I, I think he'd have got away with it if he'd have sort of stumbled. And then fell. Yeah. But I think he was sort of, right, this is happening. I'm going to put my whole body forward now. Mm. And I think the ref saw that and he thought, mm, yeah, he's looking for it. Yeah, he saw Peters coming towards him, didn't he? Quickly. He thought, right. It's wrong, there. but as you started to say, Colin, he'd have got away with it. I was fully expecting your second line to be if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stoke looked pretty good, actually. It kind of pains me to say that. I'm much. I feel vindicated. I know. I'm vindicated. <laughs> I'm just stretching my arms out here. Oh. They they looked good, but they had 28 percent of the possession. Yeah, that's what you do with it, though. To be fair. Well, they they did a job, didn't they? They, they, they knew right. what they had to do. They were set and up so perfectly. Right. <laughs> it's all right, Ross. Though, because we can say, you can say, I, I can I can dine out on that Stoke prediction all I want. But, uh, <laughs> Swansea to go down. How's that looking? <laughs> yeah. Joints off the table. <laughs> I Stoke was set up perfectly. They've got a fairly solid back four, then the two holding midfielders in Zonzi and Whelan, and then three really attacking attacking midfielders and crouch at the point. It's it's a very good setup. And Bojan on the bench, madness. Yeah, I, 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 I again, I told you before, I love the boy, but. I, Maybe we they expect a bit too much from Bojan. <laughs> yes, I think his time's maybe passed. He, he peaked at. I don't uh, think his. I don't think his time ever happened, unfortunately. He peaked at seventeen. Let's put that yeah. since then. Uh, let's move on to uh, Swansea West Brom. Then three nils for Swansea, two for uh, Dyer, and one for Routledge. West Brom. Oh, on the other on the plus side, West Brom to go down looking good. Yes, so... that one's I think nailed on. <laughs> so you know. God doesn't close the door without opening a window. <laughs> uh, West Brom was signed, uh, completed the signing of Sebastian Blanco. Anyone know anything about this guy? No. Colin, your vast world knowledge? No. Al- Alan Irvine probably hasn't seen him play either, <laughs> so... Yeah, it's no problem. Uh, yeah, they're looking a little bit abject, and it's just even good for them. But Gary Monk, what a start to the season he's had. After being fairly rubbish last season thinking about just throwing that Swansea prediction away I think maybe I haven't shown Gary Monk enough respect um, and maybe it's just taking him as you said last season they were 
poor who mm. is maybe not doing that great. Maybe once you get rid of the player who's threatened you with a brick, <laughs> you're able to um, get your points you're across. You're able to have a, a bit more squad harmony. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're probably correct there. Um, there's not really much else to say about these two teams. It's just it is what it is. We don't, West Brom are rubbish. Some uh, Swansea were good. It's. <laughs> I, I just say on Swansea as well. What's impressive is that. They're getting goals and they're not having to rely on even Wilfred Boney yet. Yeah. It's so just... he hasn't chipped in yet. He's helping out, but it's not as if they're heavily reliant upon him to be the, the, the head guy for scoring all the goals like he was they last look, season. They look to me like they've gone back to being a bit more like first season Loudrup's Swansea, where they're all, mm. or even Rogers' Swansea, where they had those goals coming from the, their, they had those quick wide players. Yeah. And, and they had. Had that front, they had goals coming from the whole front three. Mm. Yeah, because if you think in in that first, both Rogers and Loudra both had a player who was the sort of go to in a way. In in for for um for Roger Rogers, it was Sigurdsson. Yeah, who is obviously back and being that player now, and. Then in Loudrop's first season, it was it was Michu. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's even good better than not having to rely on him on, on Boney now. But that's really annoying a lot of my friends at work who've got him in their fantasy team, not scoring any goals because there's quite a bit of money on the line in our fantasy league. <laughs> well, that must make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, QPR got their first win of the season. They beat Sunderland one 0 Charlie Austin with a goal. Um. What do we make to Charlie Austin? Do we think he's going to have a a, a good season? Fifteen? No. no. Just write him off. Write him off straight away. Yeah. Colin, you've seen him play probably more than Adam. What do you think? Do you think he's game at least Premier League? <laughs> he, he might be okay. I don't think he's going to be prolific, but that could be as much about QPR as it is about Charlie Austin. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. He he. There's still something in the back of my mind that says there's a little bit of sort of the Jordan Rhodes about him. And he's currently playing in the championship. So mm. I hope he steps up. I hope he prospers. But I don't think he's going to set the world alight. Well, Rhodes is trying to get out of the championship. It's not for the want of trying, but we seem to have ruined the market by making McCormack cost 11 million. They want a <laughs> lot of money for Rhodes now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they keep your eyes on Leroy Fair this week. He's taken another ten shirt. Seems to take that everywhere he goes. Um, I don't know. They're going to get. I'm, I'm assuming they'll sign probably three or four more players tomorrow. This is deadline day, and it's Redknapp. It's, it's what he does. <laughs> and it seems that they're in Redknapp. They in Redknapp they believe. Yes. Yeah. While there was a lot of rumours gathering pace after they'd lost their first two games. Oh. Rumour has it that T- Tony Fernandez has now offered him a new two-year contract. Good lord. Like a dagger that, to Glenn Hoddle's heart. That Redknapp claimed that he was going to sign with I probably won't read it. <laughs> Direct quote. Direct <laughs> quote. I probably won't even read it. I'd love for that to have really some really awful clause in there that gets activated. If you get sacked, you're, you're liable for no money at all. Well, yeah, or if you, you do get a payoff... However, you get put on gardening leave, but gardening leave doesn't mean you get to go back to Bournemouth. It means you have to come and live in this dungeon. <laughs> I'm sure that HMRC would like to read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet they're probably quite interested in this. 
Yeah. How many read. accounts? <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, I didn't. I didn't think Redknapp could read. <laughs> no. Hold on, his contract wasn't sent to him via text, was it? <laughs> Can't use a phone, Colin. So I'd like. Yeah, there you go. Right. Well, I've, I've literally never seen Redknapp using a phone. <laughs> QPR was how Redknapp says the Lasana Diara deal is done. So that's another one in for them. Love Doesn't sound like... Harry Redknapp inciting former player Shocker. <laughs> He's just a parody of himself now. He is. He is madness, isn't it? But there's a man whose career has gone off the rails big time. Diara was <laughs> really highly rated, wasn't he? And he's 29. Yeah, now. but let's not forget about one point he played for Portsmouth. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> do, has, it, has it gone that far off the rails? <laughs> it's been a steady decline since 2008 when he signed for Pompey. He has played for some play, some managers, hasn't he? Yeah. God, Madrid. Yeah, Chelsea. I'm going to look that up Arsenal. and see what managers he played. I was just a quick, quick, see if you guys can come up with any good ones. So, on... Um, on Football Weekly Extra, Sid Lowe was talking about uh, Xavi Alonso and his um, mm. move to Bayern Munich and saying that he wouldn't be surprised if part of that was to do with him wanting to serve a bit of an apprenticeship and work under Pep Guardiola <laughs> because he thinks that perhaps Alonso might really fancy being a manager. I'd like to see that. And then he said he gave a list of the managers that he's worked under. Oh, Alonso, so yeah. Now... It's Guardiola, Mourinho, Ancelotti, Del Bosque, Rafa, 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 Aragonés. Like, can you think of any other of, of any player who's worked for with such an illustrious list to certain, and especially when he's maybe become a manager? That's that's pretty impressive. Maybe uh, Anelka. He had quite a lot of high-profile teams. Oh, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Hmm. Even maybe Gerard, if you think of all the time he's spent at Liverpool, the managers they've had, and England as uh, well. Come on, come on. Well, and England. <laughs> yeah, but for for every Rafa Benitez he's worked with, he's also had to work with Kenny Dalglish. So, <laughs> yeah, Roy Evans. Yeah, gives with one hand, takes away with the other. I was going to say Frank Lampard for the same point, but then he's been managed by Avram Grant at the same time, so kind of ruins yeah. that. I think Anelka could be a good one. I might have to, have to look into who he's played for. Yeah, the the, the only other, the best other two I could come up with were Samueto. Yes. And Zlatan. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But neither of those two are interested in being being managers. Can you imagine Zlatan as a manager? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Oh, I want to see I'm that. fairly sure there's a chance that at PSG he might already be in a wall but name. Zlatan versus Pardew on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> so go, go, you, you can headbutt him if you want, Pardew, but I'm fairly sure he's a black belt in martial arts. <laughs> yeah, he will kill you. Make sure it's a good shot. you got one shot. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 Zlatan, just, that's your one. Yeah. <laughs> now say goodbye. <laughs> Uh, all right, our final Premier League game for Saturday was West Ham 1, Southampton 3. Two goals from Morgan Schneiderlin and a goal for Graziano Pele. Uh, Mark Noble got a goal for West Ham. That's a nice way to end his time at Southampton, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry still convinced, still go, still convinced. Yes. Um, West Ham, on the other hand, have signed Alex Song. Uh, That's a good signing. That is, actually. He's, his career's kind of stalled, isn't it, at Barca? But... but he's still a good... People forget. Mm. He's sort of like... 
somehow he's managed to become a bit of a joke. Yeah, he was quite especially on, especially on Twitter when you've got these sort of people who think they know what they're talking about yeah. being all snide and going, oh, Alex Song. That's <laughs> like I saw some Man United someone talk, some Man United fans talking about it who you know they pretend to be sort of pseudo intellectual, hmm. think they know all about the Manchester United youth players, so that <laughs> you know that kind of cunt <laughs> and. And they were just slagging you off. Like, oh, you know, it's like one of them going, oh, it's nearly Alex song time. And the other one going, it's never that bad. I'm just thinking like, he was a very good player for Arsenal. Yeah, he was. You know, he was such a good player for Arsenal that Barcelona decided to sign him. <laughs> yeah, they don't tend to sign many duds. You know, that team did really well. You know, when they, they that whole time they spent winning like Champions Leagues and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he, he's too good for West Ham. Like, yeah. that'll be a good but also a player that I can see fitting in quite well with Allardyce and I think that he'll be a very good player mm. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him back he uh, fits in their system really well he might actually appear in my fantasy, fantasy Premier League team quite qu- soon because <laughs> you'll actually find that especially for Arsenal he was uh, supposed to be a holding midfield player who had no holding ability and just got a shitload of assists yeah loved roaming forward Likes a nice pass as well. I'm sure he played that pass to Van Persie, didn't he? That long, over-the-shoulder volley. I'm sure that was... He did, yeah. Yeah, that was him. So he could pass the ball as well. So not a bad sign in West Ham. Well done. We seem to say that a lot. Yeah, I looked back at our old podcast. <laughs> why, why are they not finishing like four? Yeah, I looked at our, last, our podcast from previewing last season and we predicted the West Ham had made the best signings. And yeah. they struggled all season long. Oh, well. Uh, right, so today's game's... Aston Villa beat Hull 2-1. Did anyone see this? Does anyone care? I uh, care. Somehow Villa a third. This is killing me. Unbeaten. Madness. Colin, thoughts? Um, I did listen to the uh, post-match interview with uh, Paul Lambert and uh, I just about got the gist of it. It's a, it's a <laughs> bit tough. It's a bit tough to understand him sometimes. But... Um, there's got to be a reason why they've turned it around. And for me, it's, it's, it's one of two things. It's either the players that they've signed, the experienced players, mm. or it's Roy Keane. They're shit scared of Roy Keane. <laughs> because you've got Alan Hutton playing well now. Yeah. And he was meant to be on his way on out. The scrappy, yeah. Yeah. Um, Likewise, I don't think he's been particularly good, but I think Darren Bent played in the Capital One Cup. Mm. So there seems to be some sort of revival at Aston Villa. And, you know, the, the, the partnership that everybody sort of had a little giggle about, you know, Ron Vlaar, okay, everybody knows Ron Vlaar's good. Mm. But with Senderos as well, everybody thought, hmm, really? Yeah, but so. they seem to be working really well. I do, um, I do have a feeling Man um, United are going to panic by it and going to pay over the odds for Vlaar tomorrow, though. No. You don't think? Can't see it. That's one of my big football claims. I made quite a few. I'll have to make another public apology to Steve Clark in a minute as well, so they get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be gold. No. <laughs> um, Hull, though, they're, they're out of European competition already. No big loss to them, is it, really? No. It would have been, I think, quite quite a tough season for them if it had to do Thursday and Sunday every week. But they were probably broken up about it. Mm. You see some of their comments and some of their social media. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, they've had a bit of bad luck. You know, we mentioned Snodgrass before. Mm. 
So, so maybe it's a case of biding their time until after Christmas. Hopefully, some of their better, you know, people like Snodgrass come back. But I guess it depends how 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 much of a gamble Hull want to make of it this season. Mm. I could see them maybe buying a few players before the window shuts. Um, but I can't see them being massive money signings. Well, they got that Shane Long money burning hole in their pocket. Well, yeah, that's true. Hmm. We'll see what they do. Um, Tottenham nil, Liverpool three. I didn't see this coming. I thought they'd both cancel each other out, personally. Well, I thought Tottenham might win. Hmm. How wrong we were. Um, Sterling, yeah. Gerrard and Moreno with the goals. Good bounce back for Liverpool after the loss to City in uh, start the start last week. Uh, apparently, Balotelli wastes chances on his Liverpool debut. Do you try and back here, back here with them in? Or <laughs> I don't know. I missed this one. I was working last night, so I was in bed. But I, I followed this on Talksport. Ah, um, oh, sorry. I, we're in for some quality thinking here. I'm guessing they're big fans of Balotelli on Talksport, Colin. Yeah? Um, yeah, he didn't last a full game. No. Um, sixty-one minutes. He was subbed off. St- Stan Collymore made a good point that he, he doesn't think he's the sort of guy who's going to provide many assists and Sturridge did look a little bit quieter after he came off but to be fair the damage had already been done by that point mm. so he didn't really have to work that hard um, <laughs> did, did Stan Collymore just say that to try and make himself sound oh, I don't like do you know what people don't realise but I don't think Stan Collymore's not I don't think Balotelli's going to get many assists or did he qualify that with the fact that in his whole Manchester United uh, Man City career, he only got one assist. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, there are facts yeah. to back up Stan's opinions. Yeah, he doesn't need the facts. He's just gonna he sees the facts and then he pretends they're his own opinion. <laughs> I mean, what what also happened is obviously there was a lot of Spurs fans ringing in after the game, mm. and none of them criticised Liverpool. And the same message was coming across and across over and over again, and that was that Liverpool would just worked harder for it. They were closing down players. They had a real hunger for it. Um, they should have scored more. Um, Raheem Sterling got past about three or four players and then should have just put his, butt, his boot through it and then he, he messed it up. Sort of um, lots of people were quite amused at his miss. It, it, he's looking a quality player. He's looking a class act already. And uh, I think he's only going to get better. But that Liverpool side... It looks pretty good to me from what I was hearing. They had their blip against Man City, um, but they they beat Spurs easily. Easily. Gerard's 43rd successful penalty for Liverpool. New club record. It's quite a lot of penalties. But then he's been there quite a long time for us. Swings and roundabouts. So let's talk about Leicester <laughs> 1, Arsenal 1. This was... Bugbear nice. number 2. Ah, OK, here we go. <laughs> Why are Leicester wearing gold numbers? This this strike this is so championship, isn't it, Colin? Because we all wear gold numbers in the championship. Only Man City should be allowed to wear gold numbers. Yes, agreed. <laughs> and with the gold patches on their arms as well. Yeah. Yeah. That is odd. I love it. So championship. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this podcast is called. <laughs> a good strike from uh, Elua. However you say his name. Yeah, Joa. Yeah, I don't know how you get that, but yeah. You you said that, but that they were two different names, Colin, when you said them there. <laughs> I think it's Joa, yeah, no, isn't it? Joa. Yeah, which is very okay. Nice. But a cracking header, but I don't think Joa should have been on the pitch at that point. He clearly suffered a head injury moments before. 
he asked to go off himself, didn't he? Yeah, which is good to see. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Chamberlain's injured again. Everyone was injured. Ezra was injured. Yeah. It looked like at one point they were going to finish the game with nine men. Olivier Giroud's out to New Year with a broken leg. Yeah. That's a problem because Sonogo, for all his hard work and his creative ability, doesn't look like he can score a goal. No, they they need to sign a striker. Mm. Sanchez isn't the answer through the middle, I don't think. So, I still think he could be sometimes, See, but they, not all the time. They still need a, the the other option isn't 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 enough for the other option to just be Giroud. Mm. And when Giroud's injured, it to be Sonogo. They need another one. Who did Mandzukic move to in the summer? Because he always struck me as the perfect Atletico Madrid. Yeah, he struck me as the perfect Arsenal striker, a man that's just going to be in the box and is just going to score. The the rumours that um, were being said on Football Weekly were that it, that um, Gonzalo Higuain could be on his way. Ooh, well, we tried this last summer, didn't we, Arsenal, wasn't it? Yeah, but since then, Napoli have been knocked out of the Champions League. Oh, wow. Oh, fair enough, that could be a, be a big factor. Yeah. Um, Leicester, though, for their credit, they did really well. Uh, very organised at the back, which is odd, with like Paul Kuczewski and uh, Richie Delap. But... but again, when we were talking about you say they were organised at the back, but they took a battering. Oh, yeah. Arsenal had like something like 20, 26 shots on target or something like that. Uh, yeah, 20, Pop- 24 to Leicester's 9. Was it 24, was yeah. it? Was that on target? Oh, no, 6 on target, 24 overall shots. Ah, oh, sorry. I meant I said I said on target and I meant the overall. Yeah. But... So they had like 30 shots altogether. Yeah, 70% not... possession as well, Arsenal. Yeah, that's <laughs> the team that was living on the edge. Yes. But they're, they're looking for that breakaway with Jeffrey, Jeffrey Schlupp. He got one, probably one of the fastest players in the league. And they've got the difference up front. It's not made the difference yet, but you never know. And they also on Esteban Cambiasso. Yeah. Wow. What's that about? Isn't he about seven years past his peak? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe eight Generous. years, actually. It was that World Cup where they scored that fantastic team goal. What, the 2006 one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, quite a long way past his peak. I'm not sure what he'll contribute this season, but I don't know. I've got a sneaky feeling about Leicester. I think they'll be all right this year. They've got through this tough start to the season. Well, just after today... the Saturday's just got better and better and better for Chelsea, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're just like that evil empire in Star Wars that are just mercilessly marching towards the title this season. You just can't see them dropping points to anyone. I I would not say it's over yet. Well, no, it's No, well, after three games. Swansea are joint level with them, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they just look, I mean, Everton exposed a few weaknesses at the back with quick passing and quick movement but like we said last week Adam if Mourinho knows how to stop you he will stop you it's teams that have got to come up come come at them with a couple of different ways of playing yeah and because if you look at effectively he had tried to stop Everton down the left mm. he'd absolutely packed that area of the pitch had Matic moving out there had William doing a putting in a shift yeah but when you're I think that that Martinez is one of the more tactically astute managers mm. that was always going to pose 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 you more than one threat. Not maybe not at the beginning of the game, but as the game goes on, he's just gonna gonna sort of move his chess pieces around. Yeah, and it's about both both managers and both teams having to adapt. Um, 
maybe that I think that you're right. I think that Chelsea maybe did struggle a little bit, but it's mm. tough to say a team who won by three goals struggled, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a little bit. All right, let's move down to the championship. Uh, Colin, let's start with Leeds, as we always do. Uh, we, want, we want a game of football. Go away. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, we have, we... In fact, you're the only t- the only one of us to win a game of football. You we've, you include Greg and Tom. God, that never happens on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we won a game. We sacked Dave Hockaday. That lasted well. The Dave Hockaday experience. Six weeks. In out. Thanks for the paycheck. I I think the story of Leeds isn't that we won a game. At some point, we were going to win a game, and um, <laughs> I think a lot. Of... Forty six games <laughs> a season. Yeah, I think a lot of people are seeming to think this is some sort of corner being turned um, because Hockaday wasn't in charge. We won a game. Mm. Um, the fact is, if you're following the game, if you listen to the game like I did, we got battered. Uh, Leeds got battered <laughs> in the second half um, and saved by some super goalkeeping. Yeah. Um, uh, the corner hasn't been turned. I mean, Leeds are still... Signing players, I think it's up to fourteen now for this season. Ross Just throwing strikers at the football. But don't you? I know that the deadline's coming, but aren't you getting most of these on loan? So you've got ages to keep getting these players. In. <laughs> We've got four yeah. on loan and ten permanents, but we do appear to be just throwing strikers at the problem and attacking midfielders. Don't worry about the back; we we'll just score more than the other team do, which uh, has not worked in previous seasons. Is Kevin Keegan available for the the, <laughs> the gig? Colin, <laughs> where's he? Where's he? Where's he in the betting? I'm well, to better now for that one. Th- this, this is interesting. You make a good point, and you guys. No, I don't. <laughs> no, no, it's not about Keegan. <laughs> Keegan's never he's, the good point of anything. He's too happy doing his commentating now. Um, th- I always have issues with manager betting. Oh yeah. Because I think it's fixed. Um, this morning, Simon Grayson, former Leeds manager, now of Preston North End. Was fifty to one. Mm. He's now odds-on favourite, mm. um, and this is after all the chat about Tony Pulis, who turned it down. We know that that's confirmed, and Steve Clark was the hot favourite to enter the Leeds United hot seat. Yeah. As, um, t- as um, has Tim Sherwood declared himself out of the running because he's not first choice. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't worryingly. No, not yet. But I don't know. Make of that what you will. I'm not entirely sure Grayson's going to be. No, I don't think he is. I want Steve Clark. I want him to prove me wrong all over again. David Moyes is still available. <laughs> 50 to 1. Uh, some other games then in Championship. Watford uh, beat Huddersfield 4 2. That's eight goals in two games for them. Wigan demolished Birmingham 4 uh, 0. Birmingham on the verge of signing uh, Hatem Ben Arfa on loan. Uh, Seriously? So- sorry? Oh, yeah. Did you not see that? This, this is a joke, yes? No, they're Go trying on. to get Say him on loan. Because he's, Birmingham? Yeah. <laughs> I thought they didn't have any money. They haven't. That's why they're trying to get him on loan, I think. He's out of contract oh. with Newcastle in the summer, and Newcastle clearly don't want him. Uh, they're trying to get rid of him. And apparently the only team interested in him in England is Birmingham, which is... You'd wonder whether that, that strikes me as something that's going to fall through. Yeah. As as someone else takes up as a bigger team decides to take a punt. Yeah. Birmingham are currently frantically trying to get that paper right <laughs> they are li- yeah. literally people have not been allowed to go home today they're wishing football football clubs use email rather than fax machines because it's taking they're too long they're working through the night well they just hand deliver it <laughs> um, any other standout results Fulham got a point when well, I'm Fulham first point on the board this season after five games 
not uh, Derby Drew with Ipswich 1-1. Uh, Forest beat Sheffield Wednesday early on on the uh, Saturday games. Uh, and Wolves beat Blackburn. So Forest currently romping away with the league. Um, 13 points from five games. It's all gone right for Stuart Pearce so far. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, and you touched on Wolves as well. They're doing really well. Yeah, um, third place. They've got some real momentum about them. Obviously, under Kenny Jacket, mm. um, who are right. But I think from what you can tell from a lot of the results that happen in the championship, maybe Nottingham Forest aside, mm. you cannot predict who's going to end up in those playoffs. And you cannot particularly predict, maybe apart from one or two, who's going to end up in the relegation zone either. It's absolutely mad. Mm. You know, teams that beat teams and then get beaten by worse teams. And it's just same old, same old, same as last season. <laughs> yeah. Do we not expect Derby to go up? I do. They should, mm. but again, I wouldn't confidently put any money on them. They've not made a bad start to the season. They're just outside the playoffs at the minute, eight points from five games. Uh, some breaking news, which won't be breaking when you hear this podcast, but the Watford boss uh, has resigned. He's been under massive pressure, apparently. Second in the table, but quitting. Anyway. Second in the table? Yep. <laughs> under pressure? Yeah, players didn't like the way he played football. Apparently winning isn't good enough for some players. <laughs> and uh, yeah... So, yeah, he's resigned. So, new manager looking for... Hey, Watford, uh, Dave Hockaday's available. Take a pun. Now, that is actually very interesting because that could have an impact on Leeds. It could do. Because now you've got two championship teams looking for, a, I would say, an unemployed manager. Hmm. One slightly more stable than the other. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be... Especially if they get past past 11 o'clock tomorrow, tomorrow night and they've still got Troy Deeney. He's not the new deal. Yeah, but that one, come on. Yeah, contracts mean nothing. <laughs> come on, Russ. I know. Suarez signed a new, a new deal. <laughs> All right, that's enough. A new deal, a new deal with a buyout clause. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough football league talk. Let's talk about uh, international football. Um, the England squad has been announced. There's a few surprises. Stupid. In there. Why? Why was it announced then? <laughs> uh, Ginger Perlow's in there. Um, Jack Colback. Um, Tottenham fullback Danny Rose, Aston Villa midfielder Fabian Delph, and Arsenal new boy Callum Chambers are all the new names in the squad. Is the Danny Rose one not a bit of a joke? <laughs> well, yeah, left back. We're all right with Leighton Baines. He had a bad World Cup, but he's not going to play, is he, surely? I mean, I know Kieran Gibbs is injured, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose Luke Shaw's injured as well. He is, yeah. He's literally the last available left back that's English. Ask Ashley, get Ashley Cole out of retirement. <laughs> get Frank Lampard out of retirement. Get my, get, get my bet back on the table. <laughs> this was a bet that I put on that was uh, Frank Lampard to feature in any of the Euro qualifiers. Mm. It was looking good for a while, and then, then he d- decides to go and retire from international football. <laughs> but you say you say it was looking good. Uh, has he played for Man City yet? I don't think he has, no. I don't think he's been on the pitch. No. He doesn't need to be. <laughs> Shrink that part. I would think to um, Callum Chambers' inclusion. I think that's a good move. Get him in there early. <laughs> Get him while they're young. <laughs> Maybe it's a statement, Ross, about the other options that Roy has available to him. Mm. That he's having to look at someone so young. But apparently he's spoken to Arsene Wenger and Arsene Wenger said he's ready. So, but then what else does he have? Like 
Well, exactly, nothing. Well, well it does, but it's not great. But, but no, but who, what are these other options? Because Glenn Johnson's injured. Yep. Um, uh, why can't I remember his name? <laughs> Chris Smalling? Injured. Well, injured, <laughs> more importantly. Carl yeah. um, Walker, injured. Yep. Yeah, he's another one that's uh, just right. pulled up because of injuries, I think. But What else have you got left? Yeah, but I, th- I feel that there's a bit more about Chambers than there is about um, than there is about Danny Rose. Yeah, Chambers is looking good. Um, I'm, I'm... You wonder, but you do wonder whether with Chambers playing there, you do, what's what's Nathaniel Klein got to do to get? A... Yeah, he's been outstanding for eighteen months now as a right back. <laughs> and... Let's let's not forget that Chambers couldn't get uh, in the team ahead of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Out of Southampton. Yeah. Very odd. I am happy with the inclusion of Fabian Delpho. I think that's a it's a good move. He's not obviously a starter for England, but he's got an engine on him when he, if he can uh, get into a game. And he's quite attacking as well. Colin, you must be happy to see Delph in the squad. I am. Um, but he's taking Frank Lampard's place, so I'm not too happy. Well, with this whole England <laughs> squad, my, my issue is, is, and it's always going to come, but you're losing a lot of people with a lot of caps. Mm. So obviously we've already lost Gerard. We've lost Frank Lampard. So that's 200-odd caps gone already. Has, he most... got, has Fabian Delph got an England cap? Uh, not full, no. At youth level, so, yeah. is there a chance that Leeds could get some money out of this? Maybe. I don't know. Ken Bates arranged the deal, so probably not. No. But there's a chance <laughs> Ken Bates could get some money out of this, probably. <laughs> <laughs> in one of those accounts that Harry Redknapp talking about. <laughs> don't exactly. cut that out. That's liable. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of trust put in young players. Mm. And what are your guys' thoughts on Wayne Rooney being captain? It's, are you are you really happy with it? I yeah, think, I think it's just irrelevant. It doesn't matter who the captain is. You're playing for your country. If you can't perform with what Roy's told you to do, then do you really need the captain to shout at you as well? Just go with the it's Italian like I told way you, of doing it's it. Like I told you, it's like I told you before, Colin, that when when Gerard and Lampard were playing, if they were playing together, just because Gerard's captain is Lampard any less of a leader? No. 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 I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like strikers as captains. It just strikes me as odd. Let me say that lead from the front thing, but what if uh, Rooney gets one of his... If the, like, there's a lot of young players in this squad. What if they're performing poorly against an average team and we're a goal down and Rooney gets agitated and takes someone out and gets sent off? That's not really setting an example, is it? That's true, but the, the, the upside of that is I don't think there's a player for, a, a player for England who works harder. No. Um... <sighs> He's, he's, a good, he's a very good player. He's the best we've got. As simple as that. So you can't really go wrong with giving... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who is better? Really? Who, who else has been talked about in the best player in the world kind of talk? We're about to hear some mentalist. <laughs> I'm for it, Colin. He's past nope. his peak, but he is the best player we've got. As a kingpin, as a player up front for England, you don't play Rooney, you play Daniel Sturridge. Now on paper, that's a fact. That is what you have to do. Mm. So Wayne Rooney's going to have to do a job like he did at the World Cup and he's going to have to be accommodated for and he's going to have to be that central guy behind him. Which perhaps is no bad thing. That might work. I don't know. I think you play Rooney as the the focal point up front. Make him the man. Maybe he performs 
maybe he, he blows up. You don't know, but so so you ditch storage him. Just stick him out well, there. You say this, Colin, but you say you can't play storage, but give it by the end of the European qualifiers. I think I. I don't know the numbers I've heard, but I wouldn't be surprised if Wayne Rooney is by then England's all-time leading goal scorer. Mm. He's nine, doesn't he? Probably a few less than that. I think he's into his forties. Oh yeah, he? I think he's seven. So there's some games there where you can get some double double goals in at least. There's just that thing in my mind that I don't trust him in big tournaments. I just don't. Tr- I'd rather have Daniel Sturridge up there. You could argue, very good case, he's got to prove himself yet. Um, so you could say maybe he was living off the coattails of Suarez, but I'd rather have him leading the line than than Rooney any day, personally. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. England are clearly going to qualify no matter what team they put out, so we'll be fine. It's harder not to qualify for the European Championship. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. He actually needs he needs ten goals. Ten. Yeah. So maybe not. Maybe I've stretched it a bit. Hmm. It'll, it'll, well, it'll know, friendlies, there. perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. Well, are yes. we playing San Marino at any point? <laughs> We're playing Norway and Switzerland, are we? Andorra. <laughs> There's a chance. Twenty-seven thousand tickets sold for the Norway friendly. Is that all? Yeah, Wembley's going to sound good, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, looking forward to that. I'm going to go then. I'm going <laughs> to wait until the tickets are literally a fiver. Yeah. Yeah, I think they will. When be. is it? Uh, is it like next Friday? Colin, when is it? Not sure off the top of my head. If Colin doesn't know, that's how that's how uninterested people are in this game. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> All right, let's let's run up this podcast. We're running a little bit short on time now. Well, I am personally. I don't know about you two guys, but that'll do for this week. Uh, we shall return next week for another podcast. Make sure you check out the Extra Time podcast on Thursdays or Fridays. Colin tends to come out on Friday, doesn't it now? Yeah, I get it out there as soon as I can. You're in um, charge of the editing now. You made that sound just there at the beginning, Ross. You made it sound like, you know, at the end of James Bond, when every James Bond film where it says James Bond will return. <laughs> yeah, it might not be the James Bond you're expected. And England will return on Wednesday against Norway. Excellent. Just in time for the extra time, guys, to talk about it. Thankfully, we <laughs> <laughs> The, the uh, Colin, you've got to listen to that. I knew having this extra time podcast would pay off in the end. <laughs> we should cut all this out. It's all staying in. Chris doesn't listen. He still thinks we're doing Betting Corner. <laughs> doesn't listen or read his WhatsApp. Exactly. Uh, so make sure you check out manonthepost.com. There's a nice, a nice article up there um, from one of our new writers, Peter Swallow. Uh, Why Always Him, it's called. It's uh, a Balotelli piece, obviously. Uh, we've got Tom doing kind of monthly betting corners on the on the website. I don't think any of those ones he predicted no, last time came in, but nothing came in. Nothing came in. No, fair enough. Uh, in fact, the game he said would be over two point five goals had exactly no goals. <laughs> he couldn't have been any further from being wrong. I think there's a reason why he finished bottom of betting corner last season, but still. <laughs> uh, and there'll be plenty more uh, posts and articles and all sorts up on the website, and you can also download the podcast from the website. That's manofthepost.com. Uh, alternatively if you're listening to it on iTunes make sure you rate and review us because uh, it's always nice to hear nice things um, even if you don't like us to write something horrible just put just give us five stars I don't really care what you put <laughs> it's less about the, the, the nice things that he doesn't want to hear he just wants to see five stars see five stars <laughs> <laughs> so follow us on Twitter at Man of the Post uh, follow me at Ross Bell 1984 follow Adam at 
AdamSA101. And follow Colin at CAS707. That's CAS707. Anything else to plug, gentlemen? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, you heard it. Until next week. England tickets still available. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't overstate how available these tickets are. Yeah. Head down to Wembley around seven forty on Wednesday. I'm sure you pick <laughs> up a bargain. <laughs> uh, so it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Adam. Bye. It's goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. Until next week. Always remember to have your man on the post. How cheap do you reckon those tickets are going to get? Ten up. Car- really? Only 27 tickets? Only 27,000? 27, 27 actually sold, and then I think there's 8,000 club. I assume it's people that get tickets because they've bought a club. That's still, you're still talking about nearly <laughs> nearly a third, just over a third full. Mm, 35,000 seats. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you how desperate it is for England, because... England's home games then against San Marino in October. That won't sell out. Nope. Nope, Slovenia. but I'll be going to that one as well. Yep, Slovenia. Yes. But you can tell the fact that they've had to put in international friendlies against Scotland and Republic of Ireland. Just to get some ticket sales. No, actually, hold on. The Scotland one is in Scotland. <laughs> and the Republic of Ireland one is in Ireland, so they've cocked that up at all. <laughs> you wonder whether... Maybe they haven't. Maybe they're just because we played both of those teams and went yeah, before we the World Cup mm. whether that's just part of the deal yeah payback yeah. <laughs> yeah. revenge yeah. look how well we did the World Cup but you weren't jealous <laughs> <laughs>